0: Welcome to the latest episode of the Celtic View podcast, brought to you in association with Eden Mill. As always, we'd like to thank Eden Mill for their ongoing support of both Celtic Football Club and here at the Celtic View podcast. I'm Joe Donnelly, reporter at the Celtic View, and I'm joined today by a very special guest, Glasgow author, Celtic fan, and documentary star, Chris McQueer. Firstly, thanks for joining us, Chris.
1: No, any no, cheers for having us.
0: Um, We've spoken before. We spoke for the Celtic mm. View back in late 2018. Uh, your first collection of short stories, think, Hings, was already out there in the mm-hmm. wild, and this was just before the release of your second collection, HWFG. We'll speak aye. about Celtic. We'll speak about your work. We'll speak about your latest documentary over the course of this podcast. But first of mm-hmm. all, the question I've been starting with with everyone because it's the most important one: How are you coping in these strange and uncertain times at the moment?
1: Yeah, I'm finding it quite right strange um, I it's just this so weird. It just it feels like real life is put on pause. You know what I mean? Um just try to keep myself busy and trying to keep active and that trying no just led it on the couch but
0: <laughs> it's so easy to to want to just uh, kinda of switch off because you pick up social media you you know, watch the news naturally try and stay abreast of what's going on and it can get you down because it's obviously a lot of terrible things going out there in terms of your creative right. process i know that <laughs> naturally a lot of things get put in perspective in these moments not least football or, mm-hmm. or your your kind of hobbies and endeavors but how have you found it to mm-hmm. keep yourself motivated in this time
1: uh it's been a bit of, a bit of challenge it's kind of hard to um you know sit down and be creative i'm trying to write my new book then and um I'll take a wee five minute break. And I'll state the news or whatever. And it's just you know, it's just bad news. Do you know what I mean? Just constant. So it's kind of hard to keep concentrate, keep keep mm-hmm. my concentration up when there's just so much happening. I'm just I'm always thinking, you know, about what is what is actually happening. Right like just always thinking about all the this mad stuff that's happening in the world. Now. So, um, but it's good to kind of it's good that I've got writing to just kind of you know go away and do that and kind of take my mind off things. And I'll try and take my mind off things. So, um, I man it's been, it's been a bit of a challenge eh?
0: that's that because like again we put things into perspective in football mm-hmm. you know the, which I work in to write about and so many people have it as a hobby so many people mm-hmm. love Celtic the world over and they've got the routine of watching a game wherever they are be that in person in the stadium or in the pubs or mm-hmm. you know in supporters clubs the world over and mm-hmm. yeah I we will return to the football whenever it's safe to do so naturally the health and well-being of everybody mm-hmm. is more important but it does ah, yeah. take a lot from people because you know it is the kind of comforts to be watching Celtic for example and to really mess mm-hmm. up that routine must be very difficult for a lot of people as well
1: Ah yeah it's like um, I've got a season I go to the games with my wee cousin and that's just kind of Know, every other week but are at Celtic Park and it's just a nice, nice day out do you know what I mean you go and you just, it takes your mind off everything you know what I mean are in the stadium for about 90 minutes you're just you just having a laugh with my cousin and celebrating and just kind of, you kind of forget about the outside world and then you know that's that's kind of away now and I don't know there's no, there's no that there's not that many things now that you can go and do that that you kind of can escape now do you know what I mean so it's weird it's weird kind of lose football is that you don't really realise how big a part football plays in your life until it's away you know what I mean. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. We had uh, John Hartson on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, and, and he was really saying the aye. praises of the NHS. Naturally, mm-hmm. he had mm-hmm. some very direct dealings with the NHS a number of years ago. Oh, greg taylor on as well um his mm. girlfriend is working on the, the front lines as a nurse and um, oh, throughout well. this <clears throat> obviously it's been aye. a horrible time but we've seen a lot of aye, people aye. coming forward doing the 5k challenges and stuff like that every <laughs> thursday you know people <laughs> out banging drums and pots and pans aye, whatever. Aye. and it does kind of underscore that sense of community which again you know you would you would rather to be in any other situation bar this but <clears throat> Mm-hmm. If there are positives to be drawn, to be able to appreciate our health workers in the front line, to be able to bring that sense of community together in places all over the world, but you know, naturally, can only mm-hmm. speak to to Glasgow. It is heartwarming in many ways as well, isn't it?
1: I is. I wrote a wee thing about this. And, uh, just got a column for the Evening Times. I wrote a wee bit about this yesterday, and I was just saying, you know, I think you know, as bad as all this is, I think there's going to be some good comes out at the other end. I think you know, everybody's going to be a um, a lot more appreciative of the, the good things we've got in life it puts a lot of things in perspective mm-hmm. you see and, mm-hmm. um, it does like, the kind of sense of community spirit like you know the clap at 8 o'clock like, that was tonight like um, I was like uh, hanging out at Monday last week just here the first time I'd heard it because i have been out and about and I was like this is actually quite moving this is mm-hmm. this is really nice man like mm-hmm. that is nice I think um, like you see it's obviously no tragic circumstances for something like this to bring People together, but I hopefully there will be some good comes of it. I think we'll be a lot more appreciative of the NHS and other key workers and stuff. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: aye. And sp- speaking of health workers, in your new BBC mm-hmm. documentary, noteworthy, you spotlight mm-hmm. one particular interesting woman doctor, at Elsie Ingalls, rather. Aye, um, aye, The founder of the, the Scottish Women's Hospital. In noteworthy, aye, and anyone aye. that's not seen it can mm-hmm. check out on BBC iPlayer. You tour Scotland in a bid to discover. Mm-hmm. Who's on our Scottish banknotes? Why they're there, mm-hmm. um, and then you you create your own banknote at, at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's a fascinating concept. Uh, tell mm-hmm. me a bit about how it came to be and and why you've decided to pursue the documentary in this way.
1: I am um, so I made this documentary with uh, a woman called Alison Pinkney. So she's a documentary maker. She's made loads of amazing documentaries all over the world, and um, she got me to be part of another documentary that she made last year. It's called The Ideal Scotsman. Was talking about like, kind of masculinity in Scotland and kind of ideas of what it means to be a man in Scotland today, and she kind of interviewed me for that. And then it was a couple of weeks after that documentary, she uh, sent me an email, dragged me out for a call, yeah, so out there. I sat down and she went, "What do you know about the people in Scottish banknotes?" I was all like, oh, I, I don't know anything. <laughs> Thinking I'd just like, blown the chance to make a documentary with people in Scottish banknotes. She's like, "No, that's perfect. That's exactly what we need. We need somebody who doesn't know anything about these people, basically, so they can." like can I find out about them at the same time as the audience would. I was like, all right, aye and then she kinda explained the concept to me. She was like, We'll put you in like a wee camper van, drive away from Scotland, you go and meet, you know, the team that designed the Scottish banknotes and you'll find out better about people who are on them, why they're on them. And then she gave me a chance, she's like, me and you'll sit down and we'll work out, you know, who are the kind of underappreciated modern Scottish heroes basically. Who, mm-hmm. who do we think should be the money? So we've had a few yeah, we pick three people, then we've got to go and interview them at the end to make a I'll be back. Not with my choices. I was like, we filmed this um, last summer, and it was honestly the best summer of my life. Just like me and the dog in came a camera crew came driving over Scotland in a camper van. It was amazing. So, Can
0: man, I just say that your wee dog is absolutely adorable as well? That
1: was oh, he's a legend. the documentary, but I wouldn't have watched things. As, as, as soon as your dog popped up, it was definitely a highlight. I can't know, so, man. I couldn't. We'll have a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's interesting that you could have blown that chance if suddenly you knew the whole history of every single person ah, well, man. I think ah. you hit the nail on the head man. in the documentary itself um, that like I worked in a pub mm-hmm. at one point you said you worked on Tills yourself mm-hmm. and even if you, even uh, if you yeah. haven't you know if people have been in the yeah. pub or the shops everybody's mm-hmm. is handled scottish notes and although they've argued with someone in england who won't accept them or whatever you know like to have these notes and not know who who these people are it is it's something which Mm -hmm. i certainly hadn't thought about but as soon as you put it into a documentary you know it's a really good idea and it's like i'm surprised that no one's not made this before but i'm really glad that they have
1: aye aye i think that's the thing as well like the people um who are on scottish money that i went to learn about like sell singles like i'd never heard about these people i never heard of them I was never taught about them in school and then when I was you well, when I did a wee bit of digging and read about their history and uh, the people we interviewed told me all about them it was just amazing like the stories we found out and you know why are these you no know, their own the money which is a really high honour but like the wider story isn't really told mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it was nice to be able to tell people the stories that I found out and kind of spread the word a wee bit
0: Within the documentary, you speak to Jackie Kay, who's the the Scots MacArthur National Ah, Poet Laureate for Scotland. Mm -hmm. You speak to Katie Tunstall. You speak to Ah, one of the ex-pro footballer, Rose Riley. And Mm -hmm. like you say, you're highlighting these stories which are perhaps less told. You know, maybe they're kind of unsung heroes. And as you make a point in the documentary, this country's got so many unsung heroes who happen to be women. And they absolutely Mm -hmm. deserve the Mm -hmm. the plaudits, which which... I maybe they aren't getting it and you, you're, you're striving to do it in the documentary. Was that something that you set out to do beforehand, or did it just so happen that this country and probably all over the world, you know, I've got a, a tendency to maybe let women fall by the wayside when it comes to recognising what they've done for their countries?
1: I like, um, we didn't set out to make it that way. Um, it just kind of unfolded like that, so we'd of you couple of people and then we'd go away and then we'd set up into, blah, blah, blah but the male kind of digging we did, the male research we did, it was all like, women who mm-hmm. weren't having their stories told, You know, but everybody knows the stories of the guys throwing the notes, like you know, Robert Bruce William Wallace and everybody knows about that, and it's all these, you know, it's like the great like, warriors and stuff, and like, kind of like noblemen as well. And then, like I say, we did male digging, and it was the women that were underappreciated, so but that kind of became the angle of the documentary. Um, mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. Every, every turn, it was like an kind unsung of, woman. And um, mm-hmm. I just it felt felt the right thing to do to just kind of amplify these voices a bit and tell the stories. So I'm and quite. Rose Riley, how it's, it's coming on?
0: Yeah, when it comes to Brownie, Brown, Rose Riley yeah. certainly put you through your paces. Um, oh, aye, aye, she's, <laughs> she's definitely still aye. got it. And I know, I know that you, Chris, once played on the Hallow Tuff at Paradise. I believe it was a Magna-sponsored event. How
1: did you aye. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, all right. Um, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like, see, when I like stepped out onto the pitch for the first time, I, I could not believe the size of it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just it was absolutely enormous. at proper. Like, I don't know. It was really intimidating. And um, I had a couple of touches early on. And I was just like overawed by the occasion. <laughs> like, falling on my feet on it. Just <laughs> it's unbelievable. I've <laughs> you know, you've got Tom Boyd and Simon Donnelly on the sidelines, like managing both the teams. Oh, I'm so sorry, Simon Donnelly. <laughs> <laughs> I just kicked <laughs> that again. <laughs> um, oh man, it was, that was brilliant. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah. uh, when was it? It was about two years ago. I go to play in a. It was an, like, in an old kind of old from charity game. It was Angels, mm-hmm. and um, Rudy Vata I was playing, and I get put at uh, right back next to mm-hmm. Rudy at centre back, and um, oh my oh, Jesus, man, he tore me shreds. <laughs> <laughs> Technical business. Ah like, oh, man, like first kind of like five minutes of the game. I was like, hey, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna do my best. there. I'm gonna, like, I just kind of waste all these opportunities. I'm gonna do everything I can." So, boom, four, two, so he's back, and he's collapsing. <laughs> of I could just hear Rudy shouting, "He's like, number six, number six, you're absolutely terrible." And then, <laughs> this was on the first few minutes, and then in about the tenth minute, there was a corner, and Rudy was like, "Right, watch him, mark him, he's your man. Don't let him go. Sign the ball, read the ball, strike him, off, to him." And then, lost my line. <laughs>
0: and that I think stories are even better because when you put it in perspective like we had Callum McGregor on uh, the Saturday Instagram yesterday and he was in a Q&A with the fans Aye. I wanted, somebody put a question to him asking who was the hardest player you've come up against and he named mm. Messi naturally because anyone that's played against Messi would naturally identify him. But he also aye, aye. mentioned Mbappe and how killing Mbappe <laughs> and how himself and Kieran Tierney, when they're playing against him, Cal had said that they were trying to judge killing Mbappe's movements by his, his sprint. Mm. But both <laughs> times, Carl McGregor and Kieran Tierney, two of the, the best Celtic players in the last 10 years or so, were struggling aye. with killing Mbappe. So when you tell stories <laughs> like yours, it, it, I mean, I would have struggled just as much, if not more, but it's, I suppose Aye, it is man. easy sometimes to be critical from the stands. And then even know, if you're down know. in the pitch at Celtic Park or you're playing in these, these games, I think you do gain a sense of perspective.
1: Ah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> and...
0: Tell us about your interest in Celtic then, Chris. I know that you've been at a mm-hmm. lifelong supporter of Celtic. You mentioned that you're a season ticket holder, and of course, mm-hmm. you had the, the chance to play at Celtic Park. Just tell us a bit more about your involvement with Celtic over the years.
1: I am. Um, so, like, fa- fa- I was born basically until I was like, I think I was about five or six. My mum and Manty both worked at Celtic mm-hmm. Park. So, Manty was kind of like part of the admin team, no matter what, I worked in hospitality. So because of the two like I was always doing it at Celtic Park, I was always like, waiting for the finish work well, i would like, get in and meet some of the players in there. um so that's what kind of made me a Celtic family. Um and then just work through my youth and stuff. Um one why the things, like as soon as I was able to like go full time writing and you know, like get up my job in retail, I was like, right, I can finally get a season ticket you know, like, I don't want weekends <laughs> anyway, I can get a season ticket the first thing I did. And um that was brilliant. Like but I was just Celtic's always been part of my life aye. like it's good because like my granny's a angels fan and I think part of me being a Celtic fan was just to kind of spite her and just <laughs> get that <bad> rivalry gone. <laughs> which is good
0: yeah I think there's stories like that all over all over Glasgow <laughs> and you once per- perhaps a, a little known fact about Chris McQueer but you once featured in the Celtic catalogue I believe I, think actually, I, think it was second, I remember you told me this the last time we spoke to him actually like
1: aye. when was that like, it would have been like 95, 96 season I think it was and um, I modelled the the third strip that season, mm-hmm. kinda of black and white striped number, um being Simon Donnelly. Um there was a wee picture of me on Celtic Park sitting on a ball, my wee strip.
0: <laughs> I remember <laughs> like that
1: day, like after like the 40s get tinned, we get given like a wee tour of Celtic Park. And like Fergus McCann was kicking about, so there was a picture. Mm-hmm. And I, I was in a bad mood, because I wasn't allowed to keep a strip. <laughs> and, um, there was a picture of uh, Fergus McCann trying to hand me like the European Cup. And me just stood there, like arms crossed, no interested. Like I don't <laughs> <camp. Like>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's my laughs> even watch that. I don't care. Like my biggest shit I don't even know you can't it.
0: And little did you know, you'd be you'd be playing on that very pitch in 20 odd years oh, I thing,
1: or, or it is. <laughs> I felt even bigger like 20 years later. It felt ten times the size. It's <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> like, obviously
0: given that we work in the, the media team at the stadium, we're very fortunate mm. to be at Celtic Park most days in normal circumstances, mm. and if ever uh-huh. I need to go from end to end of the stadium, if it's possible, I try and walk trackside, mm. because even when it's oh, empty, it's sense. just an amazing <laughs> feeling so even though I've not no, had a lot right. of plane on the pitch, or to be ordered mm. around by Simon Donnelly and Tom from <laughs> <laughs> <in> the sidelines, <laughs> there is some it sounds really cheesy and cliched, but there is just something magical about that, being able to be down at, at that ground level, and um yeah, you must have felt that when you, when you were playing, although with the regret 100%. of once not giving triggers <laughs> McCann the time of day.
1: <laughs> aye, aye. That was brilliant. Like, getting to, like, getting to Walker's to Chelsea Park. My grander came to me that night. Like, Walkers us to Chelsea Park, my grander. Sitting in the stands, that was amazing. That was such a good feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, then I get to score, unfortunately. Cause I was... <laughs> Hiding it in the wings, for all this but scarfing it if I just trying not to make a mistake. <laughs> in, in
0: terms of your your following I'll say it then, Chris. One of the things that we've been doing on the website over the past few weeks, given that you know our schedule has, has changed quite dramatically, is a feature called the Story of, and we basically just delve into mm-hmm. the archives and pick our favourite moments from games or specific games or. Mm-hmm. goals to anything that, that comes to mind and mm-hmm. as a Celtic fan maybe it's recent years maybe it's Seville or it was Lazio last year I mean what would mm-hmm. you say are among your favourite memories of Celtic uh, on the pitch over your time as a Celtic fan?
1: Um, back to when I was a wee guy like um, obviously the Seville run was amazing mm-hmm. I used to, used to watch all the games in my, my portable telly and just picking up a stair going absolutely tonto. My mom did not snare shooting at me and tell me to be quiet line. <laughs> I was just man, like just scrolling his blackburn like we're done at the front of the <laughs> way, I um, that was brilliant then I remember uh, we when we beat my new in the Champions League Nick and it was free kick. Mm-hmm. I thought I was gonna have like another bloody experience, it was just amazing. The best thing I'd ever seen in Bullet save that I couldn't believe I was watching. Um, that felt like seeing that moment. It felt much, like I won a Champions League. So it did. Just made a feeling. then the MV seniors, obviously, when um, the the treble, the first treble, uh, when Rogic scored that goal, that was. I think I I don't think that will ever be taught in terms of like the so, like the joy of experience. It's all well. in my lifetime. Like really, that was just mm-hmm. an amazing moment. Like, to win the treble on like, being all season, just phenomenal, that was amazing. Um, and then see the, the lazio game, I'm gutted, right, because I was watching that in the house, and I go till to like 80 minutes, and uh, my girlfriend's are on as well, so she had she she'd written a play, and we all got to see that play, and it was 80 minutes, and it was one each. I was like, right right, 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 we'll go, man, right, let's go. And I just kind of resigned myself, and I was like, one each, that's not bad, like, right away <laughs> coming back to a point that's good quite happy with that time we go to the venue walked in there was a guy there I was like "Mate, you know sell it school was I was like they finished one each and they went no they went no. They went, no. I was like, oh, what didn't I am the last minute Yes, yes. just <laughs> <laughs> <I don't remember>. got <laughs> Did you
0: get a chance just, to just see excuse. the goal on your phone or anything? Did you I watched, you
1: watched the back it, that, then, <laughs> Watch the back. <laughs> of it <that>, I watched the back at that. of Amazing. Uh,
0: I'm sure that your, your girlfriend did a wee bit of making up to do at that point.
1: <laughs> I don't know, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot, Chris. Um, right, in the right, documentary, Noteworthy, mm-hmm. you like we mentioned before, you choose some inspiring people that you would like to see featured on a Scottish banknote. Mm-hmm. So let's say mm-hmm. three Celtic players, past, present, any generation, that for you mm-hmm. would feature on your Celtic-inspired banknote. Who would you choose and why would you choose them?
1: That's a good gene. Um, I can choose players. Just
0: players. Or managers, if you like. Who, who's going on there? Right. You can name three three characters.
1: Um... Right, we'll see then, right, so on the front, I know you need to just have one person's face. So you do. And then on the back, you can, I'll have three, right? So on the front, I'll have Jock Steele. So I'll we'll have a nice portrait of him on the front. On the back, I'll go for. Let's go to Billy McNeil. Mm-hmm. Get a picture of him, hot European Cup up. Um, and then either side of him, we'll go for. I I'll probably pick two players, kind mm-hmm. yeah, in my time, watching see got two in my recent one, and so. I would need to be Larson, the Sider. Billy McNeil, and then mm-hmm. Scott Brown on the other side. Yeah, probably a picture of him like, can I barking in these orders, I think that'd be quite good.
0: <laughs> I think that, that sounds perfect, and you went for £7 note, I believe it was in the documentary, would you pick a number mm-hmm. there for, for the Celtic one?
1: Uh... I'll go for a £67 note then, now. <laughs> that's
0: perfect, yeah. That's a very good thing. Uh, you mentioned Scott Brown, and he's among the Player of the Year nominees, as he mm-hmm. normally is in most seasons. And like Aye. we've said on the Celtic View podcast, to everybody that's come on, ex-players, uh, mm-hmm. current players, there are some years at Celtic where, you know, especially recently, the, the last few seasons have had remarkable success, but there's maybe been a player where you've mm-hmm. thought, no, I tell you what, they probably they probably are a front-runner, even though everybody's been good. This person's excelled and they probably deserve I mean. it. But I think this season has been a strange one because you look at those names and you think, for very different reasons all over the pitch, they could be in I with yeah, a shout. Definitely. And mm-hmm. Scott Brown is, again, among those players. If you're looking at those mm-hmm. those players, Chris, over the course of this season, would you be willing to you know, put your neck out for any of the players? Who would get your nod among the players this season?
1: I was, I was doing the 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 vote on the website i was going through the list and i was like i like to see there's a case they be made for every single player there um i think i went, I went for odson edward but mm-hmm. probably going to change it to McGregor. <laughs> um, <laughs> i suppose you could you could
0: always vote for Oddson and i'm in no way trying to sweep the votes here i'm impartial <laughs>
1: but
0: odson is also up for a uh, young player of, of the year and in, in mm-hmm. the competition mm-hmm. but it's so very hard to choose uh, i think that Obviously, Cal was was last year's winner. He's been phenomenal oh, this yeah, year. Ryan Christie's extended know. himself. Odson Edwards goals. James Forrest Same. captain. You know, Fraser Foster for the for the cup final display alone. I don't I don't know. Know. It's a very difficult I year know. to choose. I know.
1: that is definitely. Um, I think Cal McGregor like, he is like absolutely at the heartbeat of the team. When he like fire when he plays well, everybody else plays well. Um, mm-hmm. and like I just I can't imagine like how much it would cost to replace Sean McGregor like if you go out of Europe and try and find a player who's like him how much would that skin you a, a fortune mm-hmm. so it, um, it's just amazing like seeing how far come I remember him getting out on loan at uh, Notts County and like hearing about the goals he was scoring and stuff so, This boy's going to be good um, but then I was in the back of your mind like I don't know, don't know if he's going to make it or not and I did and he came back and he's just outstanding like what a player um, yeah. I just think he's brilliant he's just so tidy everything really he does Lizzie's about it. like he's in it as captain 100% I just think like, he's amazing yeah, right. he's of I'll the, I'll the
0: player that comes from you know, Celtic pride themselves and nurturing players oh, coming yeah. through the academy mm-hmm. and and making it and we had Steve McManus was on the podcast a few weeks ago and he was saying that Callum oh, right. McGregor I mean he played 50 games up until the football was, um, was postponed 50 games oh, for right. Celtic alone and that's not including his internationals oh, right. And oh. he, got, he got a week off at one point that the manager had said, you know, he was happy with his matchday squad and to give Cal a rest. And he still went into Lennox Town and trained with the reserves because right. that's how he chose to keep himself busy. And right. 26 right. years old. I know he's a professional football player, but if I'm 26 years old and I get a weekend off, I'm not necessarily thinking about still going to work, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a oh. consummate professional. So it's I amazing won't... to hear.
1: I know. I, fitness levels must be absolutely through the roof, man. You must be. He's just a machine, isn't he? He's just, does not it? Like, you see him like towards the end of the games, so and he just does not tire. He's just non stop, just about. Just, he's incredible. He's like me, Jack Russell, man. He's just. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Cal's obviously up there with a shout for goal of the season as well. His goal against Motherwell, he's mm-hmm. one of the, the 10 players there. Spot for choice mm-hmm. again what's the goals. There's some oh. really technically brilliant goals. There's, of course, the Lazio goal, which, oh. if you voted for like that, Chris, I'm going to call. Uh, the, Given you didn't see it live, given you were too busy I don't, with know. I don't know if you're
1: like <laughs> vote for that one. I'm
0: only joking. If you had to vote for one of the ten, what would what would get your nod for this season's goal of the season?
1: Um I think in terms of how just how spectacular it was and how um what kind of distance we go out? Like jam against Partick that' was phenomenal. Um just an absolute rocket. I uh, loved dials against Millerwell. Uh, mm-hmm. was it against Millerwell? looking like, kind of Started the and finished that I Um yeah, yeah. I thought that was brilliant Um I so I just kind of see past the jump?" You know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think in terms of what it meant I mean it, it's also such Aye. a well taken goal it's part of this one mm. goal the one you mentioned I love watching that back on Celtic TV the clip on the, the player of the year uh, voting site mm. and Scott Brown was on the bench uh, warming up because he started on the bench a sub and he just kind of turns round and he's like, oh my goodness, and Cham's just <laughs> let her something so special, you know, and he wasn't expecting it from that range. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's, I suppose it speaks to Olivier and Cham's season as well, where, you know, that goal against Partick Thistle might not win it, and he will, he could still win with you know, the Lazio goal, which is which is pretty cool. good going as well.
1: I I some player as well, man. He's just the coolest guy in the world. He's, watching him on the pitch, he's just totally like unflappable. He just looks so cool and composed Oh,
0: and there. over over the course of the last few seasons, Cas we spoke about the the success that this side has had, and it, everybody says you know after the, the invincible treble that was brilliant, first treble in 16 years, undefeated. Mm. Never get the double treble. They get the double treble. Never get the treble treble. They get the treble treble. And of course, until <laughs> things change this season, the league cup, you know, um, very convincing. Winning the league, the semi final, the Scottish as well. And obviously things have changed as they are just now, but. You know, mm-hmm. not just, we speak about the resilience and the determination of the team, but they just mm-hmm. seem to keep winning, just seem to keep going. As a fan, you're I mean, talking about getting your season ticket in the last few years, apart from the, it being a brilliant time to pick up a season ticket. Aye. You must so, have been we're, like we're every we're Celtic on. fan <laughs> all over. You must be absolutely delighted with how the team have been playing in recent seasons.
1: Aye. aye. Um, something else, um, right after the, the first trip home. I we get to say that, like the first triple, <laughs> Amazing thing about what to say. Um, I was like, I've never been done again. Like, last triple, we'll see for a while. Knew, I knew how good the team were. I don't know, it was nice impossible to possible to do it. Two seasons, I don't know. And we've done it. So, no chance we'll get a third one. hopefully they obviously, but no chance we'll get three times, I don't know. And we did. And then this season, like, absolutely could have done it again. This season, so. It's just phenomenal. It's so, like the strength and depth of the team. And, the way we play and the intensity of the attacking side uh, defensively it was sensational like, right up there I, think. I don't know how they would fare against the, kind of, the team that went to uh, go to EU cup final but I think it was too much between them to be honest
0: yeah it's hard, to, cause it's hard to appreciate we say this all the time to the players as well mm-hmm. Like my father for example he was born in 1947 he was around for Lisbon he went to Milan right. in 70 but it didn't quite go well, we oh, yeah, me and exactly. him went to Seville in 2003, so he's seen all the mm-hmm. generations of players, and him like the current squad and players of a certain age, it's hard to appreciate, you know, what's been achieved. And mm-hmm. I think that we'll look back on this team, you know, whenever it is, and and, and look back mm-hmm. at the stats and the the of trophies that they've won in such a short time, and just be, you know, completely bowled over. We we're bowled over just now, oh, yeah, but well. I don't think we'll appreciate it properly until oh, you right. know, until these players have retired and moved on and whatever. It's that been a remarkable
1: time. Like a right that mm. has been like a right eye.
0: Listen, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us in the Celtic View podcast. We spoke about Noteworthy. I can't recommend Chris's Glasgow-inspired short stories, collections Hing's and HWFG enough. He is absolutely an author in his own right, but his work has been compared to Irvin Welsh, which is no faint praise. Martin Compton, the celebrity actor and Celtic fan, described HWFG as Charlie Brooker on Buckfast, which again is remarkable praise. If you're interested, noteworthy Chris's latest documentary, which we spoke about on the podcast earlier, you can catch that on BBC iPlayer right now. You absolutely should. It's fascinating. Listen, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. Really appreciate it. And... We hope to see you in the stands once it's safe to do so back at Celtic Park and hopefully watching Celtic with some more success in the weeks and years to come. Thank you so much for joining us. Cheers for having us, Joe. Thanks. For having me. Thanks, mate.